I have a new celebrity impression for you guys. I wanted to treat you with a new celebrity impression. This is a famous celebrity singing a song that I made up this morning when I looked in the mirror after I woke up. You guys ready to guess who it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If facial hair is out of control. If facial hair is out of control. Ground control to Major Tom. That's right. It's David Bowie. The facial hair is out of control. The facial hair is out of control. You know, that's how David Bowie sings. I thought it was going to be There Will Be Blood. I have a, what's he say? I have a competition in me. I, I don't really like many people that much. Come down to my bowling alley and we'll have fun together. Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guide to winning and losing money on the 2020 election. I'm your host, Daniel Plainview. And I'm joined by my friend Starley Kine. Hello, Starley. Hi. And John Kimball. Hello, John. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone in podcast land. Hello, everybody in podcast land. (laughs) Well, we have a huge episode this week. There's a lot of news. And then also we plan on making history with the commencement of what we are calling the 2020 Ban Wars. This is a world historical podcast event that you are going to see covered in a lot of the... um, newsletters and magazines about podcasts pressure getting higher we can explain that a little later for now let's have a quick recap of the week's news from john kimball way down south Mm. in north carolina what's going on in the news this week john tell us every single thing that happened and don't leave anything out we had bob woodward's book come out rage where he talked about how Trump was aware of the coronavirus being airborne and deadly, and he admitted that he downplayed it. Uh, we have wildfires. You know, I was actually worried about you guys this week. How's How are you guys doing? It sucks. The, the morale is low, I would say, out here. Yeah, there were a couple days where it was really bad. The light was all weird, and it was like eclipse light. It was unsettling, and then it, if you went outside, your eyes would sting. I felt like we'd been confined in quarantine for seven months and then a lid came down to keep us in a dirty glass lid yeah apocalyptic skyline photos have been very hot online this week and we don't even have it we're not the ones who have it the worst at all we don't have as bad as our as epm listener crystal oh yeah friend of the show yeah she had to evacuate let's give a shout out to og epm fan crystal and her goats and cattle and baby and little farm dog it sounds like everyone is probably okay, which is great news because the fire got really close to them. Scary. Yeah. The fires are related to climate change. And if Trump wins, we'll just have fires all the time. I think he's coming to California today, isn't he, John? I think Donald Trump is coming out west. Is he trying to pull like a George? Remember when George Bush in 2004, came to California and tried to make it sound like California was in play. Is, is Trump doing that, maybe? I think he's just coming out of genuine concern for the well-being of his beloved blue state residents out oh. west. He just wants to make sure they're okay and let them know that the full force and authority and expertise of the federal government will be on hand to reduce their suffering and bring them back to a place where they can go home again and feel comfortable. Good. He's good at that. The U.S. government is going to be defending Trump in a decades-old sex assault claim, which is strange. But it's not the sex, it's the defamation claim. It's not the actual sex assault. Okay. E. Jean Carroll, a New York writer and editor. You do this. Why am I doing this? You were so psyched about last week. You loved last week. Well, it was just exciting. A lot happened. 
every day last week you would text us and say, this is the best week ever. I love this week. Everything's coming up, Johnny. I'm crazy for this week. I wish you could marry weeks. That's what you said. Yeah. E. Jean Carroll filed a defamation suit against President Trump because when she accused him of rape, he said, she's not my type. She's a liar. So she sued him for defamation and wanted a DNA sample to prove that, yes, he raped her years and years ago. And uh, Donald Trump refuses to provide the DNA, which would prove his innocence, of course. And now he's got Bill Barr, the attorney general of the United States, announcing that since he called her a liar in his capacity as president of the United States, it falls under the Justice Department's purview to defend against this defamation claim. So that's that's a wonderful moment in the history of the United States presidency that we should all remember. And I was just thinking about, I don't know if they still do this, but when I was a little kid and I would go to school, they would have a poster of all these presidents up on the wall with like an oval gold frame around each presidential portrait. Where was this? In junior high? Or? No, elementary school, Glenwood. Glenwood. John's gone. Wow. We okay. love John. Sorry, I'm back. Guess we can't talk about elementary school. <laughs> John loved this past week so much. He's like, I don't want to hear about some week 35 years ago. I just want to talk about this week. It's just, all I'm saying is it's going to be really wild to have kids with these posters with Donald Trump right there. Wow, you are right. With a little gold frame around him. Oh my God. He, he made it. No matter what happens, he's poster worthy. He's on the poster. He is on the poster. But it could be like my grandmother would always cut out if we brought a boyfriend over to meet her and we broke up with him, he would get cut out of the picture that she would then frame. Oh. She would frame the picture and there'd be, uh, you know, a Half moon Avoid. of a grandchild. This is like now I now I know why you love Charlie Kaufman because it sounds like your grandmother was writing movies for Charlie Kaufman, cutting people out of pictures and having them disappear and stuff. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say every time we got a new boyfriend, my grandmother would print a poster of the boyfriend. <laughs> her walls are just covered with posters of her grandchildren's boyfriends. John, what else happened this week? Bunch of Wisconsin election madness where the absentee ballots have been sent out, but now the Wisconsin Supreme Court has taken up a case saying that the Green Party should be included on these ballots. So they want people to send out new ballots. And the people that have received the old ballots, I don't know if they're allowed to send them in or not. Uh, like, say, if they didn't want to vote for the Green Party, if they just wanted to vote for Trump or Biden and they send them back in, or do those count? It's it's basically a big mess in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, of course, always near and dear to the election profit makers' hearts. Predict it has the Democrats winning the presidential election 65 to 36. Most polls, I think all polls at this point, show Biden leading Trump in Wisconsin, John. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, the polls have tightened a little bit recently, but it looks like Wisconsin could be out of reach uh, for Trump at this point, which is why he is traveling to a lot of other places like Nevada. Florida. When he goes to the States, what does he do? Are there like little gatherings? They're little gatherings, an intimate evening with the President Donald Trump. It's like a house show. He gets out his ukulele. <laughs> He's like, does anyone here like the dark crystal? Do you want to hear a song about the skeezics? What are those big ostriches that wear old robes? You know what I'm talking about? The bad guys in uh, the dark crystal? And now. Anyway, he sings a song about them on a ukulele. What does Trump do all the time when he goes to these places? Well, he holds rallies. But are they? Ra um, but they're not rallies anymore. I thought after Tulsa, he's not having like. No, he's back. Yeah, he's literally doing it. I'd like to go on the record as saying that's a prediction where I was wrong. I said that there would never be any more rallies, and there there are. Last night he had a 
5,000 person rally in Henderson, Nevada, a suburb of Las Vegas. And it was indoors. Oh my God. Love it. Which is insanity. I think that's why I thought there weren't rallies because I was just going off the news channel of John Kimball. Wow. Remember, guys, to get your news from multiple sources. Don't just rely on John Kimball. All you people out there who get everything from John Kimball and Rachel Maddow, you need to be a little careful there. Because sometimes John Kimball doesn't actually know what he's talking about. How many times have you guys been to Vegas since they reopened the casinos? I've been three times. Once. Yeah, once. I was only going to go once, but then I made $12,000 playing blackjack, and I was like, I got to go back. I know that it's not good to be in a room with no windows, but I'm on a hot streak. So I flew back out a couple weeks later. I lost $50,000 playing poker with Michael Jordan. Embarrassing. Mm. Uh, And then, of course, the third time I went back because I was like, well, I got to make my money back because now I'm down, what, $38,000. So I went back and I... I mean, I shouldn't say this on the podcast. I just basically just like pulled off a heist. Like I was like, I'm just going to steal. The- Stealing the money is easier than trying to win the money at a game of chance. Mm. Wow. So I did a heist and they didn't know who I was because I wore my mask. It's the perfect time for heists. Heists should be going crazy right now because no one will give you a second look if you're wearing a mask. And even if they had taken your mask off, you're wearing your mustache under your mask. So it's a double mask. Double mask. Mr. Police Officer, the mustache still obscures. John, I don't know if you know this, but in your state of North Carolina, way down south, Ivanka Trump has made two visits in the past week. I think she's in Wilmington either yesterday or today, loving North Carolina, always tweeting about how happy she is to get back to North Carolina. So what's going on in North Carolina? It's important enough for Ivanka to go, but not for Trump to go? Wilmington is one of the swing areas of North Carolina. That's the beach for all y'all who don't know about Wilmington. Yeah. New Hanover County, uh, Wilmington on the on the coast. And it's also where Eric Trump's wife is from. Lara Trump. That's right. So they're fo- they're going to be focusing on these these type of swing counties in North Carolina. And the reason why they're here is because it's close, but also because early voting has started in North Carolina. That's right. Mm. My parents have voted. Who'd they vote for? Jill Stein. Love it. Green Party candidate of four years ago. My mom said, I will not compromise my values. (laughs) I've seen the damage Trump does, but both parties are the same. They're both corporate parties. There's no real difference between the two of them. By God, I'm going to vote for Jill Stein. I voted for Hillary four years ago. I've always regretted that decision, so I'm writing in Jill Stein. And my dad, he said he was writing in Bofa. And I was like, Bofa? He was like, yeah, Bofa, these nuts. (laughs) Just kidding. They both voted for Joe Biden Mm -hmm. and, more importantly, I think, Cal Cunningham for North Carolina senator to unseat the loathsome Tom Tillis. So they voted. They mail their ballot in or did they drop off? They did mail mode. And then they got a notification that said it had arrived. You can have that happen? It's called ballot tracks. We have got a great system here. North Carolina is fucking crushing the voting by mail game. You get a text that says... We've received your request. We've mailed it out. Then when you send it back, they say, we've got it. And then if there's something wrong with it, they say, we're mailing you a new one so you can cure your ballot. Look at Starley's face. Look at Starley's face. (laughs) It's like what should be the bare minimum of any first world democracy? The fact that when a state can do things well, it's just like, holy shit, what is this? Utopia? I'm completely shocked. Pressure getting higher. Difference is you stay drier. Ban fights odor, fights wetness. 
John, what else happened this week? 9-11. We had the 19th anniversary of 9-11. Poor 9-11. This is the first 9-11 where it was like, oh, I guess we forgot. Like, I guess there's other, there's other stuff going on. I saw hardly anything about 9-11. Yeah. And I feel like that's because we have a new generation defining national catastrophe that just dwarfs 9-11. 9-11 is tired. Coronavirus is wired. I'm serious. It's over. Coronavirus has killed 9-11. And hopefully the 9-11 grievance sen- sentimentality industry, I think. Like, I can't. Let's all take this day and... Not on board. I, I, I think it's, I think maybe like hashtagging 9-11, never forget is one thing. We don't need to, we don't need to turn it into a hashtag. Right. But I, I, I never object to the, us taking a second to remember, we did come together that day. And we like very rarely do in this country now. That's what I'm saying. That mythology, I think, is wiped away by coronavirus where people can't be bothered to wear a fucking face mask when they go to Hobby Lobby for 10 seconds. Think about everything that came out of 9-11. Rudy Giuliani. Okay, Rudy Giuliani, even this week, was accused of like conspiring with like a Russian intelligence agent to try to get more dirt on Joe Biden. So his, his 9-11 legacy is ruined. Bernie Carrick, head of the NYPD during 9-11. That dude's a fucking felon. He's gone. Iraq war as a result of us wanting to stay safe from terrorism. Worked great. The only person, the only thing that is that is that still has that 9-11 glow is George Bush because Michelle Obama gave him a cough drop or whatever. But even he, he doesn't speak at the GOP convention. He's not even considered a politician anymore. He's a painter. He's a painter. <laughs> That's right. He's a painter. I, but the movie speech about 9-11 is that we briefly... We briefly were better versions of ourselves than we actually are day to day. Were we, though? That's the I mean, that's what a lot of the argument has been this week is, were we really better? Did we come together? I mean, it seems like the Republicans immediately started taking advantage of 9-11 and, and pushing for war. But think about that day. Are you talking about being in New York? Were you in New York on 9-11? I was in Chicago. I was in Chicago. I think the vibe lasted in New York, but I think it, I don't know. I know, the the vibe didn't last. And it creeps me out when I think about Giuliani because I can't believe that he was ever the person who was leading anything that we looked to. He is disturbing. (laughs) But that day, even you could feel it everywhere. It was a different thing that happened and it shocked you into behaving a different way very briefly. Two sides of us were shown and- we want to believe that the true side is not the side that immediately went to war and has kept the war going and doesn't care about people that they don't have immediately in front of them. And so you have to like hold on to the brief example that we were right when it happened. This was a bad year for 9-11. Let's just say that. This was not 9-11's year, 2020. It was a year that 9-11 went off to college. Oh, my God. Woo, that was poignant. Dropping 9-11 off <laughs> at those ivy-covered halls. Yeah. Saying, all right, you're grown up now. Remember to not go to these parties that everyone's going to. You have to just stay in your dorm room, 9-11, and don't fraternize with all these other 19-year-olds. You have a reputation, 9-11. People look to you. People look to you to set an example. You're 9-11. It wouldn't be appropriate for you to be stumbling around drunk with your shoes unlaced. We know you've been looking forward to this for a long time, of actually setting out on your own, making friends. Having your own identity on your own terms, defining yourself in your own way, you stay in your room and you study and get a good degree that will turn into a marketable mm-hmm. skill because the competition with China never stops. So don't be fucking around majoring in comp lit or something. Yeah. No one wants to go into their comp lit 
program to read about Borges and see 9-11 sulking in the corner. We don't need that vibe. John, what else happened this week? News has come out about the census. Only 66% of households have self-reported for the census so far. And we only have a few weeks left. Do the census. Fill out your census. I mean, I'm sure all our listeners are because they're conscientious and they're of sterling character. But as a 2010 census enumerator, as an alumni of the census, guys, we've got to fill out your census. Come on. Reach now. out to people that you think may Reach not out. have done it. Call them up and say, Kid Midas says, fill out your census form under penalty of sick burns. This is vital to our <laughs> democracy, this census. God damn. They're fucking with the census. They're fucking with the mail. America really stinks right now. America, you know what we suffer from, John? We suffer from a lack of leadership. Hmm. Okay? America suffers from a lack of leadership. We have multiple crises, environmental, institutional, financial, cultural, and we simply have no leadership. And I feel like if they would just let me go on CNN for two minutes, I could explain this to everybody. I just want two minutes on CNN. I do one minute warming up everyone up with my David Bowie impression and then say, <laughs> now, for real, guys, I just want to say that America suffers from a lack of leadership. Would you use the last 10 seconds to bring Giuliani to ask him to come back and lead us? I would say, Giuliani, I saw that footage of you sitting in the White House lawn at the RNC wiping <laughs> your sweaty brow and then slapping your palm on your leg and then rubbing it on your date on the forearm of the woman who was sitting beside you. You got to teach me that game. I've read all the books about PUAs, pickup artists. You got to teach me the game that you have with this sweat wiping. I claim you with the glands of my sweat. You are my property now. You have been wiped with the sweat of America's mayor. This is like holy water. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you can ascend now. That's what I would ask him in the, in the last 10 seconds. John, what else happened? Bloomberg announced that he's going to put $100 million into Florida. That's pretty big news. Yeah, except he said he was going to do up to a billion dollars. And what happened? What the fuck happened with Mike Bloomberg? This guy lies. He also said he was going to pay everyone who kept working even when he didn't win. And that didn't happen. All right. Let's just I not look a gift horse in the mouth. We got $100 million. Uh, let Starly speak her truth. I like this. Go ahead, Starly. Let's wait till the gift horse shows up. Oh! Let's wait till we see <laughs> the gift horse. Somebody's still in the stable. <laughs> with the mail the way it is now, if that gift horse, if he's shipping it out now, it's not going to arrive in Florida in time. <laughs> Do you remember when Beckett was on the Bloomberg train for a week or so? Yeah. Him and Ted Danson. There were a few people that really, really hurt when they loved Bloomberg. Sam Watterson. What? Beckett, Sam Watterson, and Ted Danson all Sam <laughs> were trying Watterson. to. I thought he was like DSA. I thought he was super left wing. They were so afraid of Trump winning that they decided they had to back Bloomberg. I wish they would remake Two and a Half Men with Ted Danson, Sam Watterson, and Beckett. <laughs> I would I would watch that show. And did he is he one of the billionaires that got richer off the pandemic? I don't know what Bloomberg. I always forget why he's rich. I mean, we have to say these billionaires are really stepping up in times of crisis. I know for a lot yeah, of us, yeah. it rubs us the wrong way that there are people who are <laughs> multi-billionaires while other people literally don't have a roof over their head. But in fairness to these billionaires, <laughs> this worldwide pandemic, I mean, they have all stepped up. I shudder to think where we would be without the generosity and largesse of Jeff Bezos, <laughs> Elon Musk. Tim Cook, mm -hmm. Michael Bloomberg, mm -hmm. Larry Ellis. I mean, it would be nuts. You would have lines for food banks that, that went on for miles and miles. So we thank the sacrifice of American billionaires. And Elon Musk, we just want to say you're the coolest guy. We're definitely going to Mars. 
That's totally happening. I see now that Donald Trump has announced that he had a new Mars update this week, I believe, where he said there will be a manned mission to Mars in his next term. I think he said in the next four years, there's going to be a manned mission to Mars. And I just want to say for the record, that's happening. Speaking of uh, Larry Ellison and billionaires, you know, this week it had been announced that TikTok was going to have to be sold. And it looks like Oracle is going to be the buyer, which is interesting considering Ellison held all these fundraisers for Trump. That's right. Pay for play, baby. Pay for play. Drain the swamp. Pressure getting hot. Difference is you're not. Ban makes the difference, and the difference is the dryness. Okay, we have all these news items and outrage after outrage. John, did anything fundamentally change in this damn election? No. No. When I look at predicted, I see Biden at 59 and Trump at 45. Trump is up one cent. Did anything fundamentally change in John Kimball's outlook this week in regard to the American presidential election? Well, Starley, this is the first week that I actually got a little nervous and had butterflies in my stomach. It was simply a mental thing. It wasn't because of any polling or anything like that. It was just a factor of looking at the clock and saying, oh yeah, we're in the, the beginning of the fourth quarter here. We, we are getting down to the end and we're ahead mm-hmm. and we need to stay ahead. Doesn't it feel different this year than it did last time, this election than it did last time? Remember last time we were, when we didn't think he could win and we were starting to get excited I mean, maybe not everyone was getting excited about her, but we were talking about it all. It was such a different feeling last time than than this time where we're almost afraid to even discuss that it's happening. It's nothing but dread. We can't allow ourselves to get excited at all about the prospect of Trump only being, well, I can't even say it. I don't even want to say it. I think that's good, though. I think that's good. When I look back in, in all the years and all the presidential elections, I've always been nervous. With the exception of 2016. <laughs> you got a little bit out, you got a little bit over your skis in 2016. Maybe there were a few times in 2016 where I was nervous, but for the most part, I just could not believe it. But I remember getting freaked out in 2008, getting freaked out in 2012. So I think that's a good sign. I think nerves are good. But I remember when I got freaked out in 20, in 2008, 2012, it was brief. I would suddenly be like, oh, is he not going to win? And then it would kind of pass. <laughs> it's not It's not this. It's not like a crazy superstition that overwhelms logic where I can't even say, I can't even allow myself to finish the thought. It's possible. We have to face it. Donald Trump could win this election. That would be amazing. He could. I don't think it's likely. He probably isn't going to win the election if everything goes right. But he could. And what do you think is the benefit of us facing that possibility now? Because then we get freaked out and we fucking phone bank or send money or call your friends and remind them to vote. Or, you know, make everybody learn how to get their ballot in the mail so it arrives in time. You should be freaked out. But I don't think that's what John's saying. I think you're saying we have to mentally prepare in case he does. Yeah, I think I I do this in in sports as well every year when Carolina plays Duke. In the week leading up, I mourn that loss. So then when UNC does lose, it really doesn't hurt as much because I've already gone through that morning. But then if UNC wins, it's, it's amazing. So yes, it's going to hurt a lot if Trump wins. But I think I feel like this time, I know it's a possibility. I had no 
real idea was a possibility last time. This would be UNC losing every single day. It's not that it's just our pride. It's not just like our team loses. It is a, there's no way to prepare for the actual ramifications. If you were to win again, what happens after that? Oh, it's going to be nuts if he wins again. That's my prediction. It's going to be, it's going to be nuts. (laughs) It's going to be freaking nuts. Going to be casino heists every day. I mean, if he wins and then loses the popular vote by six million votes, it is absolutely going to be nuts. Yeah. I almost hope that if he does win, that he wins fair and square and he wins the popular vote. And then I can just know the type of country that I live in instead of him winning and losing the popular vote by a ton. That will really be bad for this country. I think I'd rather believe that the systems are fucked. But the people, there's more good people than not. I think I'd rather believe in it not being fair than there being more bad people out there. Hmm. Because that's what it comes down to, right? Yeah, maybe it'll be the thing that pushes the system to be fixed. Rest assured, Donald Trump will never be happy. He will never be loved. And he will never be given the things he craves. I know, but that doesn't ever do enough for me, him not being happy. People use that one a lot. None of these people are happy. They all hate themselves. They're all miserable inside. The toll of their self-loathing is too great. Same thing when people tell me about karma and they're like, karma doesn't play out this lifetime. It plays out in future lifetimes. And I'm like, I want it immediately. I know. It's right. How come every lifetime feels like the first lifetime then? Well, I don't know. I'm in this lifetime. Maybe I oh, I don't like karma. Karma doesn't exist. No. Wait, what? Hot take. Wow. I just said it. Does, I don't like it. You're saying it doesn't even exist? No. <laughs> John, I have one thing to say to that. My karma ran over your dogma. Have you ever seen that bumper sticker? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. It's actually David Bowie's bumper sticker. My (laughs) karma ran over your dogma. When you feel it, pressure. Differences, you feel fresher. Band roll on. The difference is the dryness, also in solid. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a historic event. This has never happened before in the history of American podcasting. The 2020 Election Profit Makers Ban Wars. Now, this all started when a listener named Dan wrote in heartbroken because of last week's episode in which, to honor the late David Graeber and the Rolling Jubilee, we announced that we were rescinding all listener bans on Election Profit Makers. All bans were forgiven. Everyone was welcome to listen to our beloved podcast. This listener, Dan, wrote in and said, I'm so bummed out about your ban of bans because I wanted you to ban my friend because he loves your podcast and it would be really funny if if he could never listen to it again. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do, Dan. You make a donation to a voting rights organization and I will ban your friend by name on next week's episode. And guess what happened? Dan made the donation, sent me the receipt and told me his friend's name. And now for the first time ever, I am announcing this ban Rob L., you are banned from listening to election profit makers. You are forbidden legally, according to podcast law, to ever listen to this podcast again. You are banned, Rob L. Turn off your audio device now. Dan, once I got that donation from you, I said to Starley and John, guys, we got to start selling bans. I mean, this is like the church selling indulgences back in the day. We get people to donate money to these voting rights orgs, and then we just start banning people. This is a win-win, because I love to banish. (laughs) I love to raise money for good causes, and 
I love election profit makers. I love our podcast. So we're going to burn through these bands. Okay. This was just when we made an announcement on our Patreon, patreon.com slash election profit makers. And also on Twitter, listen to all these hot ass bands. We got John and Starley. Are you ready? Ready. Sean K is banning Brianna Carson. He writes, Brianna is a big fan of the podcast, but an even bigger fan of Starley's laugh. So Starley, why don't you laugh one last time for Brianna and that she's never going to hear it again because she's banned. Okay. John, say something funny so Starley will laugh and Brianna can. Uh, uh... <laughs> there you go. That's it, Brianna. Cut it off. You're banned. James B out here banning Mamie. He also wants me to explain my disdain for Satchel. He seems like an endearing super fan. Did he fill up your voicemail inbox one too many times or something? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Mamie, you're banned. You're banned, Mamie. Ryan, now this one I had mixed feelings about. He's getting a twofer. Ryan is banning Sujay and Alicia. Now, I don't usually do twofers. It's usually one donation per band, but because we're still working the kinks out, obviously there's some stuff that has to be smoothed out. So they're both banned. Sujay and Alicia, goodbye forever. You can't listen. Then Mitch K wrote in. This is when I knew things were already spiraling out of control. Mitch K bans Paul F. Tompkins. Whoa. Now this made my blood run cold, but then he said, okay, okay. I don't really want Paul banned. This was just a test akin to God testing Abraham. Then he wrote this, and this made me so happy and excited. And this is when I knew our brainstorm was going to get into the brainstorm hall of fame. Mitch writes, please keep my unused ban in your pocket to use at your discretion when needed. So Starley and John, remember this. We have a ban in our pocket and we can use it whenever we want. Can be very helpful. Next ban is another amazing ban. Aaron S. bans Merlin Mann from listening to the podcast. Merlin, you've been a big booster. You're a good guy, but I'm sorry. You got to go. You can't listen anymore. Thank you, Aaron S. Can he listen on our Patreon? He's also a Patreon subscriber. Oh, oh, that's a no. good um, No. This is what happens when you go to war and you haven't figured out your, this is just like Iraq war. We don't know what the aftermath is. We didn't think this through. Yeah. This is like when Bush on the eve of the Iraq war didn't know there were different kinds of Muslims. He didn't know about <laughs> right. Shiites and Sunnis. And we're talking out about, well, does this ban apply to the Patreon listeners or the regular listeners? And we're like, God damn, I didn't know there were two kinds of listeners. Is this going to be a, is this going to be a complication in our ban war? Merlin, we'll get back to you. But for now, you cannot listen to the regular podcast. Mitch F bans his daughter, Nina from listening to Beckett's dispatches. He just wants to ban Beckett. I'm kind of into Mitch. (laughs) Mitch and his daughter, uh, no more Beckett for you guys. Mitch is in Portland. He says, Mitch, we wish you the best. Katie in Minnesota bans her friend AB who recommended the podcast to her. I'm sorry, AB. Thank you for spreading the word, but you can no longer listen to our podcast. Please keep recommending it to others, though. These are ruthless. I know. AB as an A and B as an R bountiful. Oh. Or always banning. Sam Wallach bans his. Bro- oh, this is when it. Okay. Now we're getting into Ken Burns territory. Sam Wallach bans his brother Jake. Jake, you're gone. Chris Savastio bans his brother Mike. Mike, you're gone. Kevin O'Brien says his brother Sean is a great guy, but then he turns around and bans him. Sean, you're a great guy. You can't listen to our podcast anymore. Now listen to this. This guy, Pat King, writes in, I'd like to request that you ban my brother, Chris King, from listening to Election Profit Makers. He listens to every episode. It means a lot to him, especially because he's in the Bay Area, breathing smoke and watching the skies turn black in the middle of the day. It would mean a lot to be banned from listening to your podcast during the stressful times. I thought to myself... Pat, nothing would please me more than to ban your brother Chris from listening to the podcast. That same weekend, who do I get an email from with a donation receipt? 
Chris telling me to ban Pat. Oh. Brother against brother, they both banned each other, okay? A family torn asunder by war. Has this ever happened before in the history of humankind? Unprecedented. Chris and Patrick, you're both banned. Also would say, John Kimball, this guy Chris... He's got a wicked sense of humor because when you donate via Act Blue, they ask you for like a little um, tip to help cover their administration costs. Chris King tipped 420 Ooh. to Act Blue. 420. Yeah. A marijuana. John, do you want to do this next one? Yes. James Adair writes I hereby ban my own brother, Andrew, from future listening of election profit makers. He no longer lives in America. Andrew, this one hurt because we went to high school together and we used to play music together. But your brother James is right. You do live in Berlin and you are now a political analyst who helps people understand the relationships between Germany and the EU and the United States. Frankly, I think you are overqualified to listen to this podcast. And so I have to endorse uh, your brother James's band. Andrew, you're banned. Goodbye forever. Ouch. That must be a hard one for you guys. Are you yeah, guys that's, okay? a, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. You can take a moment if you need. No, we have so many bands to get through. We have <laughs> <laughs> okay. David H. bands Matt Vic Whitson. May he forever rest in peace. I hope that's a joke and not a sincere RIP. If it is, we do hope he rests in peace. One thing I do know is he'll be resting, not listening to this podcast. Jonathan R. bands Dylan Rogers because he is behind on listening to the episodes. I mean, if you can't even keep up, Dylan, yeah. you have to be banned. Yeah. Noah S. Starley, this is our old school Ooh. EPM listener Aww. who we met who mm-hmm. we met in Portland at that festival. Of course. Bands Josh Horowitz, he writes, he knows what he did. And then Andy A. wrote in with a fat donation and said, it's vital you ban Dr. J. Farm D. from Election Profit Makers. She knows what she did. So there's all kinds of hidden currents and mysteries that are coming to the surface because of our ban war. A lot of secret bans. And Andy A. gave a big donation. I won't say what it is, but thank you so much. Julian S. bans Matt Aronoff because he's a bassist. Uh, That is true. We do not like bassists listening to this podcast. Our motto is no low end. We only want high frequencies at all times. <laughs> Josh H. bans Doug Broadbent Yale. He's foreign, but he takes an interest in our elections and betting markets, which is disgusting. <laughs> Doug, you're banned. Michael P. says, please ban my girlfriend, Jess. Her birthday is next week. Thanks. <laughs> Jess, I'm sorry that you won't be able to hear us. Wish you a happy birthday because you're banned oh and you can't listen to our fucking podcast ever again. Turn it off now. But happy birthday. Grant G. bans his former friend, Mateus, for simply grooving too hard. Mateus, you grooved yourself right into a band. Congratulations. You played yourself. Jack P. bans Court Hayworth. Robert L. Oh, my God. Robert L. Now, he wrote a whole fucking short story over here. This is like Lori Moore or something. I need you to ban my sister, Astrid. We are in a predicted contest with our mom to see who can make the most money. (laughs) Our mom put it all on Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) So she's pretty much out of the running. (laughs) Goodbye, mom. My sister, on the other hand, is a statistician and really put some effort in. So I'm hoping this ban can give me some place to build a lead. Oh, please ban her from all markets. Astrid, you're banned. Mm, Yeah, you know numbers. But Robert knows the weakness of the human heart. Our allegiances can be bought by a simple donation to a voting rights org. Robert played the game. Astrid, you're banned. John L. bans Janine Stryko. Joe T. bans his nephew, Rob, who opened a predicted account using our promo code but has never listened to our podcast. Rob, you're disgusting and you're banned, it pleases me to say. Jessica M. says, please ban my hot husband, Mike Swim. Now, (laughs) I don't want this to turn into some kind of 
sex thing where spouses or lovers are using these bands to get each other hot and bothered in some kind of psychosexual drama. But we will ban your hot husband, Mike. You're banned, Mike. <laughs> Heather S. says, please ban my husband, Christopher Gross. He hasn't done anything to deserve being banned, but I'm just feeling really petty today. Heather, you are a true EPM listener. Chris, goodbye. You're banned. Sorry, dude. And then we got the ban. You know, anytime you start a war, surely there's a moment when you look across the casualties and the maps and the statistics and you think, you know what? Was this a huge mistake? This isn't running as well as I thought I would. And this next ban... Although it was a generous donation to Stacey Abrams' group Fair Fight, this was the ban where I wondered, what hath I wrought? As much as I love war and fomenting discord, this, even more than when we turned brother against brother, this was the one where I wondered, perhaps I've made a mistake. Lisa wrote in. She said, he's not going to like this, but I've donated to Fair Fight in order to ban the one and the only DJ Corey D, the Kenosha Kid. Mm. Oh, heavens to Murgatroyd. He and Satchel are a match made in heaven. She says, a disclaimer, though. The ban should be effective after the latest DJ Corey D beat drops and only after. Disclaimer two, in order to be unbanned, DJ Corey D must birth another hot banger and release it to his adoring fans. Only then can he be unbanned. Now, Lisa, I will quibble with you. You don't decide when Corey is banned and unbanned. Yeah. The bandmaster decides that, okay? The bandmaster general. Now, at the end of the episode, we will play a little Corey D beat, but after that, he is banned and he can never listen again. Goodbye forever, Corey. The Kenosha kid, you're banned. That's another hard one, another loss. That's, I mean, yeah, this is rough stuff. This is rough stuff. Brett L. bans his wife, Stephanie, because she listens to Pod Save America instead of your show. Okay, well, sounds like she's preemptively self-banned. So goodbye, Stephanie. You're probably not even listening to this. I'll put it in terms you can understand. Here's here's the Pod Save America guys banning people from listening to election profit makers. (laughs) Hey, John, uh, we got a new ban here. Oh, yeah. Remember when we flew to uh, Timbuktu with the Obama administration and I wrote that speech about Timbuktu? I mean, Trump would never do something like that. (laughs) <laughs> that was a little Fozzie bear doing podcast. They are a bunch of Fozzie bears. Hey, remember when we worked for Obama and we knew how to do punctuation marks? It's so crazy how Trump is doing all this stuff. Anyway, on ZipRecruiter, you can get a new job. Yeah, I know one person who needs a new job, uh, the president of the United States. Oh. Anyway, when you got to do some bans, don't listen to election profit makers. You got to <laughs> listen to our podcast. We have a new sponsor. The Fender app can help you learn how to play any song you want. I've been learning how to play Ships in the Wind by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I'm an oil man. I have this plot of land. Pod Save America is tired and played out election profit makers and their ban wars the future welcome to pod save america i'm your host david bowie i used to work in the obama white house when competence was valued that was better more like them kate r so kate r is our listener who's always writing in about this race in idaho paulette jordan is taking on james rish i'd like to ban james rish the junior senator from idaho and i would like to opposite ban This is a new, this is a twist. Paulette Jordan, who's running to take his seat. People who are interested in Idaho politics, check out that race. I'm not going to say it's a great investment on Predicted. I did check the numbers, but Paulette Jordan would be a huge upset to take on James Rish and defeat him. It would be a great return. It would be an amazing return. Let's put it that, yeah, it'd be an amazing return. 
Paul P. says, please find below a receipt for the money I sent to Fair Fight in an effort to help those in Georgia overcome that cheating shit fucker, adult frat boy wannabe Brian Kemp, who I would like banned. Thank you and fuck those assholes. Brian Kemp, you fucking crook. You are banned from listening to election profit makers. That guy's the worst. And then John Kimball, late last night, last ban of the night, who shows up with the last minute ban? Then Mike H., from Chapel Hill, talking about being banned. He was in secret band with us. Mike Houston writes in and says, ban Donald Trump. Let him have it from all of us. Mike made a sick donation. And I'm surprised no one thought to do this. Now, finally, we can talk about Trump. We can say whatever we want because he's banned from listening to the podcast. He can't listen to us anymore. So thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Cool. Donald Trump, you're banned from listening to election profit makers. You can appeal to these nuts for a final ruling. Total ban donations this week for the first chaotic day of the 2020 EPM ban wars. You guys raised more than $1,600 for voting right to organizations. Thank you very much. If you want to ban a friend, a lover, an enemy from listening to election profit makers, remember no other podcast is doing this. Pod Save American could be the smartest bunch of pencil neck geeks in the world. They would never think of this in a million years because they don't know how to change the game. They only play within the existing system. We're out here on these streets, election profit makers, changing the game. If you want to ban a listener by name, make a donation to a voting rights organization like the Brennan Center or Fair Fight. You email the receipt to contact at election profit makers along with the name of the person you want banned. And then we publicly ban them from listening to the podcast. And for everybody who's listening right now who got banned, You should not be listening right now. You should not hear my voice right now. You've been banned. This is not a game. You can't listen to the podcast anymore. We will deplete our own listenership for the sake of raising more and more money for voting rights organizations. We have 50 days until this goddamn election happens, right? Every day counts. Every ban counts. Every donation counts. This is war. This is the 2020 EPM ban wars. We want our listenership to go down to zero. I want zero listeners on election night. I don't want anyone to be... I want Starly and John to be fucking banned. I I want myself (laughs) to be banned. Yes. I just wanted three empty Zoom screens with three (laughs) microphones picking up white noise and nothing else. That's our final episode. Ban us all. Ban, ban, ban. (laughs) Keep raising money. $1,600. Good job. 2020 EPM ban wars. Let's keep this war going. Oh, man. Now I know how Donald Rumsfeld feels after laying waste to Iraq. When you feel it, pressure. Differences, you feel fresher. Ban roll on. The difference is the dryness, also in solid. All right. What's your bet of the week, John? Uh, I will be continuing to tend to my garden in the electoral college margin of victory market. And Starley, I wish you would join me over there because it is a lot of fun. <laughs> You're such a nerd. <laughs> and I'm flipping shares and I made $83 last week and I feel pretty good about it. Which market specifically? So, electoral college margin of victory. There's also the popular vote margin of victory market as well. I am in both of those. The reason I always avoid those ones is because I never know how to calculate the margins. Like, I, is it fun because it's changing a lot? That's why it's fun? There's a lot of action is what you're saying? Yeah, it's, it changes a little bit. You need to go to 270towin.com and just start playing around with the map and the various, how you believe the various states are going to go. And then, you know, add and subtract 
uh, the to come up with a margin of like, <laughs> you're not excited about that. I have to do the adding and subtracting. You can add and subtract. <laughs> when does it start being fun? When's the fun part? It's going to be fun on election mm. night when you win like a thousand dollars. Oh, so if I go to that other site, I can see enough information that I can then do the math to apply to this very hard looking market. Or go go to five thirty eight. Like right now, the most likely electoral college situation we're showing is is um biden winning by about 100 to 150 electoral votes okay so you want to focus on those brackets the 100 to 149 i think it is and or 60 to 99 those two brackets those are big but i've got i've got money in in the 280 or more uh bracket which is it if texas were to go blue it's not likely but it's it's pretty cheap. Yeah, it's at eight cents. And again, it's one of those situations where you want to own a bunch of brackets so you have a better chance of winning. It's been a while since I've had a chance to get in on the ground floor of something. So yeah, that seems okay. I'll do it. I'm in. I'm in. I'm doing it. Okay, I'm gonna start texting you all hours of the night when I see some good prices. I'm ready. David, do you have a bet? David. Yeah, I just I just bought more shares of Wisconsin. I don't think Trump's gonna win Wisconsin. So I bought more shares in honor of everyone from Wisconsin. And a big poll came out in uh, Arizona today showing Biden up 10 points there. Whoa, really? You know, you just have to throw it on the pile and, and look at the average. Right. But that's a, that's a pretty big number. So if, if Trump were to lose Wisconsin, he would need to replace that with something like Arizona. And if Arizona is off the board, too, then things aren't looking great for him right now. Maybe he'd have to. All right, Wisconsin to win a Nevada or a New Hampshire or Pennsylvania. Do you think the debates are going to change anything on predicted? And are there things to buy now ahead of the debates, even if it doesn't stay, even if it's only a little bit of a bump? That's a great question. I would go ahead and buy into the presidential market. Who who you think is going to win, mm-hmm. Biden or Trump, or which party you think is going to win? You know, the Democrats or the Republicans. They're they're both trading about the same, because I believe in the debates Trump will lose, because he lost all okay. the debates against Hillary. I think he'll lose again, and the press will punish him for that, and the polling will punish him too. Yeah, you should buy stuff now. Yeah, because we know for sure that's an event that's going to happen. Yep, we're about three weeks away. Less, I think, two. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's September 20th. Just live one day at a time. It's September 29th. <laughs> so you're living in the present, but you don't believe in karma. I don't believe in karma because I, I just don't believe it in sports. <laughs> <laughs> Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. What he's talking about is Mike Krzyzewski. He doesn't believe in karma in sports because of Mike Krzyzewski. Support us on Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. If your monthly pledge is $10 or more, you've got to update your address because I'm. we have one more week to send out this little care package to you. Send your election prediction questions and your voting rights organization donation receipts to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Remember, the election is, I think by the time you hear this, 49 days away. So if you want to start betting on Predict It, you should do so now. Go to predictit.org slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. 
and make sure to subscribe to this show so you can get it as quickly as possible and you don't just stumble across it out on some street corner somewhere out of desperation. Oh boy, the band wars. I can't believe it. I want I want I have a bloodlust now that cannot be satisfied. I am like Daniel Plainview out here with these bands. I want to mm-hmm. drill down and get more bands. Please keep donating. <laughs> Please keep helping us ban more and more people. I'm addicted to banning. I found my new life stuff. I've never seen you this happy in a, in a, in a long time. Well, you know that I crave conflict. <laughs> Because I hate, because I hate myself, and so if there's external conflict, I don't have to deal with the internal conflict. So for me, this is like deep psychic healing to oversee this ban war. While you destroy yourself, you heal the world. Healing destruction from the minds of the band. Goodbye, I'm David Reese. Goodbye, Starly Quinn. Bye. Goodbye, John Kimball, way down south in North <laughs> Carolina. Goodbye. You know, David Reese, he don't care about me anymore. He don't really use my stuff anymore. Maybe Corey D will hook it up. Yep. All right. All right, Corey D. Do you think, Corey D? Corey D? Yep. Let's see if we can't revitalize Election Profit Maker Season 2 with a little more Corey D. Yep. Inject it, you know, with a little more Corey D. Core, 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 Corey D. Corey D. Kid Kenosha. Inject it, you know, with a little more Corey D. Core, 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 Corey D. Corey D. Hail Satan. Man, they don't use none of my stuff on there anymore, man. They don't use none of my stuff on election profit makers. Like, season one, like, basically, I was the star of the show. You know, like, every week, they use a little clip, and people were going wild, you know? getting offers from like Leonardo DiCaprio and Steven Spielberg and everybody because they're like man that guy's a star of the show but then this year this season they don't even care about me man inject it you know with a little more Corey D Core 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 Corey D Corey D Kid Kenosha inject it you know with a little more Corey D Core 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 Corey D liquid cocaine